Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. Broadcast from the car and a place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 414 of Live Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, the Chief Archivist of Live Station, and joining me in the Orange Sideway Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edla Weiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Is it meant to glow like this? We also have our Apprentice Stunt Driver. Commander Alec Turner. Ooh, my SRV is currently shagging a crane. Oh, okay. That's that's an interesting image. Uh, unfortunately, Commander Psychic can't be with us today. She's not uh, not feeling too well. So get well soon, Psychic. However, we have a replacement Psychic in the form of Commander Tweet seventy four. Hello, everybody. I don't think I can replace Psychic, but but you know I'll uh, I'll sit in and give it my all. So. Glad to be here. Glad to have you along. Now, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game. That's me, Alec, and Ben. And we are flying in... Oh, this this is this is where everybody's having going to have a laugh at me. Garagio. Uh, and we will be at B4A, ob- for obvious reasons, which will be in the... Uh, revealed later in the show. We're at Chinese junkyards. Exactly. Uh, so you can you can join us there if you if you wish. Um, if not, well, then if you can't get to us in game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or youtube.laveradio or Twitter and look up laveradio. Oh, and Facebook and look up laveradio. Yes, we're a multimedia simultaneous cast podcast these days but frankly if you're listening on facebook what the hell are you doing with your life (laughs) we don't judge you honest i must admit i watched uh wasn't there a netflix there's a netflix documentary about um some of the social engineering happening on facebook and that's scary Uh, actually being serious i feel i feel dirty because i you know i quite like um oh the we will we turn after show 
after Star Trek stuff that he does um, on Paramount's thing, and I think that that's on Facebook, isn't it? Is it? Um, I, I don't. It's, I can't find it anywhere other than on Facebook. It should be on Paramount Plus. Yeah, but I don't so. have Paramount Plus. <laughs> Christ. I can um, watch stuff on Facebook. Yeah, after, I think it's After Trek or something like that. And, you know, I like Will Wheaton and he's great. And I quite like the the interviews they have with cast members and things like that. But it's like, I'm watching it on Facebook. And I'm like, can't, why couldn't you put this on YouTube or something, guys? <laughs> it's just, no. Well, welcome to everybody. So I think we'll quickly go around the team, see how everybody has been doing for the last week or so. So uh, we'll start this time with uh, Commander Turner. Been looking after my elderly stepmom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing all right now. Yeah, and uh, all stepmothers are twenty-one. Alec, you should know this. <laughs> yeah, and my my stepmother is also twenty-one. Twenty-one, give or take seventy years, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was fun. And in in game, I've been doing loads actually. I um actually I missed last week's show, and I did want to. I had an anecdote from um, Ice Mordor where I I spent quite a lot of time and reflects on what I'm doing this week. Oh, actually, we'll we'll come back to Ice Mordor after we've we've been around the rest of the crew, because I really want. Trust me, I really want to hear it because. Um... Okay, we'll, we'll come back to Ice Mordor. Yeah, Colin, don't you mean I really want to hear it? Hear it. Fine. Lots of tales of Ice Mordor. Aside from Ice Mordor, I've been doing the. Um, I did the Halloween, uh, you know, treasure trail, which I guess we'll go into in a bit more detail. Mm-hmm. And I'm I now find myself stuck at um, Downey's junkyard because it's a bit of an SRV playground. Can't seem to tear myself away from the place. And that's where we're heading. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Um, ben, what about yourself? I've been doing so many things. Um, I've done the whole spooky, scary stuff uh, mm-hmm. and had lots of fun with that. But the expansion pack for RimWorld, which goes off and adds the ability to control mechanoids the ability to basically become a vampire or a furry and children. And I've been playing that a fair amount for the sanity of people. We're probably, we're probably best to leave it there. Cause if I say what I've been doing, I'll probably get arrested or something. Okay. It's getting me worried. Yeah. Well, it's rim world and there's children involved. Okay. Weird. Warning, warning. <laughs> I, I am running a polyamorous society. My society's chief moral guide is a woman who has two husbands, a third lover. One of her husbands has another husband. She also got pregnant by one of the guys. Um, and then I found out that the babies talk uh, ba- baby language. Actually, it was Lenin who told me that the babies actually talk baby language to us. Um, you know, they go say "gugu gaga," and that actually translates into whatever the hell they mean. But then I also got a wild infant basically decided to appear on my land and started causing mayhem. So I had to go and kill the little blighter. Mm. So yeah. no, a normal day in <laughs> Norfolk then. Uh, a, a, a normal day in room world, shall we say? Um, so, I, I, I've been having fun with that. Does anyone make a soap opera from Rimworld? It, it sounds to me like the perfect opportunity. That is essentially what it is. It's a, 
it describes itself as a story generator or something like that. I can't remember exactly. In a similar vein to Stream to Streamworld to Rimworld, I've been pay- playing Stranded Alien Dawn. Yeah, I've been really enjoying that as well. It's you can tell it's early development, and but it's it's very solid so far. And I hope they get a modern community because if they do, my god, the things that that could give us. I've also been playing Cyberpunk because basically I wanted they had big updates for that, and that's been fun. Mm-hmm. I've also been trying not to get arrested while playing Roblox. And today I had some very spicy chicken for lunch. And now when I go to the toilet, it burns. Okay, there, there was a lot of oversharing there. And, and, <laughs> and I hope that everybody is now happy with the fact that Ben has shared with the group. Um, moving on, Tweaked, how have you been? <laughs> Well, I, I certainly am not suffering from Ben's problems here today, but I, I've been quite well. Um, I've actually, since I got in my console transfer, really caught the bug back, and I've been playing pretty much nothing but Elite for the last three weeks or so. Lovely. I take it, have you, have you been playing in Horizons 4.0, or have you gone the full Odyssey? Oh, no, I'm in Odyssey. Yes. All Odyssey. And and how are you finding... This, this is quite um, interesting. I mean... How have you found Odyssey from uh, moving on from over from the consoles? I was on PC a little bit before the console transfers happened. So I had Odyssey with a different right. account and I was playing around in it. I just was not like advancing in it because I was hoping there'd be a console transfer and I didn't want to do the grind all over it. So I was familiar with how bad it was at start and then what it is today, which I, I believe personally, I think it's in a much better place now than it was six months ago or so did you kind of constantly dip in and out of odyssey during all the updates or has it been a while since you you'd played it when you transferred i came in on pc pretty early on and when it and then i was dipping in and out i wasn't like steadily playing but to me after update nine it took a big jump forward and it's just gotten better and better after every okay, update okay. i was curious if you'd noticed a big jump but i guess if you've been dipping in and out it's all been kind of incremental isn't it so yeah pretty much yeah but okay. i mean to me it was a big one at update nine that's when everything stabilized and the game just it works 99 percent of the time for me now so excellent well i i guess that um myself well um, i haven't been playing much at least because uh, i've had to deal with family is issues um those of you who know that my mother is not well at the moment so i'm, I'm going to have to i'm spending a lot of time up in scotland um however i did have uh, one incident i now actually have notoriety one point of notoriety i have never had notoriety before in my life on this game and um it's because basically I think there was a naming problem. Um, <laughs> I went and massacred the wrong settlement, <laughs> which uh, I wouldn't recommend that you do. Uh, at the moment, I am wanted by the um, uh, HR six 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 nine labour force when I should have been massacring the HR six six nine outlaws. Um, two very similar named factions. It's just. I didn't read it properly, and lo and behold, I went through and massacred an entirely innocent um, outpost. I did think something was wrong when I started getting bounties, which I thought, I've never had that before. 
Uh, apart from that, that's all the the elite dangerous stuff that I've done. I'm afraid to say because, well, it's just been uh, real life grinding me down. Um, Alec, yeah, I was just going to say on the notoriety thing. I mean, I'm probably doing it wrong. I ended up getting notoriety all the time with the with the elites. You know, Odysseys on foot. Since Odyssey, it's so hard not to, isn't it? Yeah, because what I'd do, I'd get some sort of settlement steal something mission or some, you know, some even an assassination, but just to steal something. Mm-hmm. And I'd go tiptoeing in and I'd have to steal somebody's identity to open a door and then I'd open a door. And then for one reason or another, it'd all kick off. I'd get scanned or something. And then before you know it, I'm shooting everyone and everyone's shooting me and I've got lots of notoriety. It happened almost every day. Normally what I've done is I've just stuck to um, running missions for anarchy factions. Right, good plan, I think, yeah. Yeah, so basically, uh, no matter what I've been doing, the the anarchy faction, there's been no no consequences for the law. I think when you want to branch out and get some different Odyssey mats, though, that might not be as possible. I think the different settlement types give you the different mats, so I think it's real hard to avoid the notoriety when you're when we're on the mat grind, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've almost got enough mats for my grade four dominator suit, which is great. I think I just need one more power regulator. So it's it's just a case of um, doing a base raid and and basically stealing the power regulator. And I, that's it. I've got my four level four dominator suit. And then I've got to do it all over again, but worse for level five. <laughs> I think the worst thing about the whole thing is is actually advancing the engineers because I'm just looking at what's I have I have honestly I've gone through uh, what ED engine uh, what the Odyssey material helper recommends I've been through what everybody in the forums have recommended I am not getting what, a single opinion poll or anything that will allow me to go to the next level of engineer I, oh I don't know how people are doing it I really don't. I mean, I'm still enjoying running the missions. It's just, oh, painful. Anyway, um, enough of my whinging. Development news. What have the devs said this week? Well, um, how shall I put this? We haven't had much. To be fair, they were abducted. Yeah, they were They were abducted. Uh, I was going to make a... An, a an analogy, but I've been told it's not allowed. Uh, it's not politically correct, um, so I'll leave that one. However, we did have the the live the Halloween live stream on the twentieth of October, uh, and we also had the Monday the twenty fourth discourse uh, discovery scanner. I actually thought we did get a fair amount of news this last week or so between the the live stream that we'll talk about. I'm sure that was quite interesting. The kind of a new new way to go about that but also they kind of nailed down the update 14 period that we're going to be looking at so yeah that's true actually yeah well, you'll have to bring me up to date on that one because again i actually missed the the entire live stream apart from the last five minutes which of course was was the interesting bit apparently well we call, i guess are we going to come and we'll come into the live stream in a bit so i guess Yes, we will. Yeah, so I'll uh, shut up. I'll leave it for that. <laughs> so they did a whole lot of fun and games with a lot of prizes, anagrams, Pictionary, etc. Uh, so I hope everybody's got their their freebies from that. I got plenty of 
Uh, I just had the the stream running and and the background because I was I was working at the time. Uh, so basically, I've got all my my paint jobs. It's just a case of claiming them. Uh, and apart from that, uh, there's also the the discovery scanner, as I said on the Monday. Uh, and uh, yes, there was also this little puzzle about identifying which films they've referenced to in these emojis. Uh, yeah, so the, well, if we go back to the live stream, one of the things that was uh, that was nice about the live stream was they did interject some little bits and bats alongside the the live stream that didn't look like they should have been there. Oh, right. And what were they? They they were of a certain individual arriving, um, and you know, fl- just it was just like you know, flying, flying, flying to to a certain location. And then, you know, the the devs they just like yeah, nothing happened there, just blatantly ignoring it. And you know, it looks almost like it was like just a yeah. So it looks almost like a technical snafu right up until the very end. And I thought that was really cool what they did. Oh right, okay, I see. Um, yeah, that, uh, was that that was the kind of in in cutscenes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's one thing that I was quite surprised about. It actually looked quite good. It looked really good, didn't it? I know. Yeah, yeah it was great. I mean, sort of not Babylon Five level of effects, but still pretty good. <laughs> I'd say better than Babylon Five level of effects, frankly. You know, considering it's all late, real. Yeah. Or real time. Or real time. Yeah. So that is a very good point. Okay. Not to discovery levels of effects, then. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Not, yeah. It, it, it wasn't the expanse, but it weren't bad. Yeah. It was a plus for effort. <laughs> and you know, again, the expanse it takes them like several weeks to render a scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now the the films. Um, ben, do you, do you want to touch on the the films? Were uh, right. I. I so the th- I can't remember them all because I'm just going off the top of my head. But it was like, you know, the one guy, just the ship arriving, then mm-hmm. landing. And it was just like, you know, just a couple of second clip of the ship flying somewhere. And then a couple of seconds of the same ship landing. And then you see the guy walking into the bar. Yeah. And then at the very, the very, very end, then it's like, <clears throat> and then the air, then the feed's just cut. Basically, yeah. Bruce turning around and doing his classic. Excuse me, mate. <laughs> Can I help? You mind. No. I, I thought that that was quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did seem to work quite well. That um, it was quite. Did you did you notice that, that for the whole, pretty much the whole live stream, the backdrop where normally they have people pacing up and down, it was like, uh, hang on, this is on pause. <laughs> I did mm-hmm. quite early on think, why is this, why is this backdrop on pause? I, you know that that never dawned on me. Weren't even no. focusing on the on the backdrop. Yeah, I always because yeah. la, last when was it? It was oh no, there was, was an episode where there was a guy just like staring at them, wasn't there? Yeah, and there was an episode where they had um, Darren on, and there was a Darren lookalike behind the bar behind them. Yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> it's a, it can be a weird one those those uh, animations in the background. I have um, to say, I don't know, how, I I don't know how they do it. I know they played around ages ago. Do you remember they? Was it when they? It might have been it when they introduced the um, the Scorpion SRV, and they did this brilliant one with Bruce leaning on the tire of the SRV. Which, oh, which that is, was right. He was he was he was doing the the salesman slapping meme, yeah. wasn't he? 
And I think what's what I really like about their recent streams is is the the tabletop where they're resting their laptops and their mugs and they've got their arms resting is like seamless with the yeah with the location they're in. It's they they're really good at setting that up. No, it's almost good, as if they, they had it's almost as if they had something in green screen that you can lean on. But you know, you have to get it right, otherwise you're leaning like half an inch off the surface or you're leaning into the surface to get it just yeah. so you're just touching is, is quite good. Or you do a Dell boy and go straight through it. <laughs> uh anyway. Uh so yes, we we had the 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 live stream. Um now I guess we're gonna we're gonna cover the actual Halloween event later. But um what other things did they touch on on the live screen about the uh update for 14 release uh they basically just specified that they'd be they expect to have it towards the end of november and if there's Mm -hmm. any changes from that they would let us know ahead of time but before then they just said the november update you know come update 14 coming in november we didn't know beginning middle end but now we know to look towards the end of the month now sally did confirm that in the uh, the discovery scanner on Monday that it's still on for the end of November. They haven't had anything delay it yet. So fingers crossed. Their last six updates or so have been really quite timely. Uh, I've been trying mm-hmm. to tell people, I, I have, for example, not to get on a soapbox here or anything, but I have a, bu- <laughs> a bunch of friends I used to fly with that just absolute refusal to believe that FDEV could do anything good. And I've tried to lay out the facts that over the last six months, their updates have been timely and pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Their live streams jumped up a major notch in, in quality, not just in the way it's presented, but in the information they're giving us with devs coming on and everything. Yeah. And the story stuff has been great the last six months. So it's almost like a new F dev here all of a sudden. Yeah. No, you're right, Tweet. It has been good, hasn't it? It's definitely picked up. I must admit, sort of, uh, I, I must. Um, we've, we're still getting people complaining about the fact they want to see uh, the game being played, but uh, yeah, again, but when they were playing the game, people were complaining that they didn't want to see the game being played, and they wanted yeah, devs to come yeah, on. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. So um, it's one of those things where you just feel that they can't win. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm approaching Dowdy, Downey's junkyard at the moment. Is that supposed to be an Iron Man's reference, or is it? something else anyway um it might be i don't know could be yep uh so ben do you want to mention uh one of the things that uh, you you volunteered for today so sure um <laughs> so frontier were very very nice and they have given us some some shiny things to give away um as i was alluding to in code in the live radio twitter um, on the other day, and we've got we've been given five codes to give away, so we're gonna we're gonna give two away during the live stream, right? And then I think save three for the podcast. Okay. Uh, so, so the first one we're gonna give away is to the very first person who is not on the stream or in any way related to the show. So that's me and me. Alec out. And uh, yeah, you, Alec, and Tweak. If Tweak comes, are out. Um, so first person who's not is only a listener of the show comes and kills me. Then, then they will win a prize. They they win a skin job for the. You know your anaconda. anaconda's just sitting here, a sitting duck. <laughs> yeah, I said still kill me, not my anaconda. Oh, okay. 
You could dismiss your anaconda, and that could that could. I uh, could, but I'm also showing off a lovely paint job at the moment. See, I'm doing this for a reason. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Although somebody is just arriving, and I don't know who it is. That would be me. Oh, that's you. Okay. Okay. Fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to <laughs> inflict terminal damage on you. I just say, Ben, that your anaconda, your anaconda has all this extra ship kit stuff for the rescue. What's it called? Rescue ship kit. Yeah, yeah, those things. It makes driving on it in an SRV bloody difficult. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so at least yeah. you can drive on it now rather than drive through it, which is how the the ship kits used to be. They've added extra hitboxes there, then, haven't they? they yeah. Well, they, yeah. I don't know if it'll do anything, but yeah, they must have. Yeah, it's very difficult to get through all these cages and nonsense. <laughs> oh, you manage it somehow. That's the idea, isn't it? Whee! It's like it's just there to trap you. Right. Uh, moving on from there, I think we'll have to quickly have to touch on the in-game events which have been happening this week. So on Wednesday, the nineteenth, the Federation has banned the Far God Cult, uh, despite the fact there's no actual real evidence to say that the Far God Cult is passing on information to the Thargoids. Um, the Federation have decided to ban them. So um, the Far God cult is now illegal in the Federation, is illegal in the uh, the Empire. Um, it's legal on certain worlds on the Alliance because uh, the Alliance, it's all handled at a local level. And of course, independent worlds are all legal. Um, so I'm afraid to say if you, if you are a, a Thargoid cult lover, then, um, well, you're... Um, you're a, you're an illegal now. <laughs> hmm. um, on the twentieth, uh, a new CG was started. Require uh, building up materials for the Xeno Peace convoy. Uh, I do believe this one's still running, uh, so it's a delivery CG, and uh, yep, seems to be performing quite well. Now, also on Thursday, that was the day of the live stream. Uh, it did seem that three talk show hosts were murdered while live. Again, we will come along onto that later. Um, I don't suppose anybody here is worried. You know, um, I think murder's putting it too strong. I think they were abducted. They were abducted. They've, they've been found again, apparently. Unharmed. Yeah, as far as we know. Well, I did see Sally's, Sally's been mentioning things. Uh, on Twitter today, so I assume she's made it back safe and well. Uh, well, it did say in Galnet that the the three hosts had actually been murdered, so you know, it, well, it was a bit of a worry. Oh, what's, you know, what's the quote about news of my death has been greatly exaggerated? <laughs> I was just going to say maybe they just didn't take. Yeah, uh, let's see what other um, wonderful Galnet news have we had? Oh yes, uh, on the fourth we had the Hadrian Duval has endorsed the Imperial Isolation, where basically he's just said, no, they're they're um, they're right on the right. The uh, <laughs> the Empire is doing the right thing by just managing things by itself. We don't need anybody else's help, um, and uh, he, uh, I should be the right rightful Duval. Etc. Etc. So um, yeah, it's the the usual stirring from um, Hadrian Duval, and of course, then of course we get come something completely different. Um, uh, various uh, uh, news publications over the from the Federation and from the old worlds. Um, I do like the fact that some of these 
publications that they're, they're actually in the older games, but they are all calling for basically some kind of um, unified uh, response, so similar to Aegis. Uh, so the Federal Free Price, the Citizens Chronicle, Old World's Gazette, the Marlin Standard, Sol Today, the Sovereign and Vox Galactica have all said that um, a more united solution would be helpful uh, going forwards when dealing with the Thargoids. And that's been all the news this week, because we haven't had anything new today. Um the other thing that we should point out, the number of Stargoids has now risen to eight at the last count. Mm. And, well, I think almost more worryingly is that they seem to be, also some seem to be commoning, commoning. That's a good word, isn't it? Commoning. They seem to be commoning from different places. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're all coming from uh, different points of origin. They're not all coming from one single point. Um. I'm beginning to think that there's going to be nine of them in total, uh, three for each human homeworld. So there'll be three heading to Sol, three heading to Akana, and three heading to Alioth. That I, I just got this feeling that that three will be involved somehow, or a multiple of three. Don't ask me why. It may have something to do with the fact there were three flares and the image that Sally showed about three flares attacking a uh, uh, a space station, it looked like. A Coriolis. When there was what, even three, actually, I think the first three, mm-hmm. it all, it seemed like where, where they were coming from was permit lock regions that we naturally associated with the Thargoids. But now that they seem to be coming from all directions, I'm a, I'm a bit confused. <laughs> Are the Thargoids all around us? Are they everywhere? I suppose we're everywhere, so why wouldn't they be? But mm, yeah. it's slightly, it's slightly spoil, spoiling my head canon about them all things coming from some sort of Thargoid home system. Yeah, well, you got to remember though they were involved with the uh, the Guardians. So normally, where all you find the Guardian systems, they have been there as well. Yes, I suppose that is true, isn't it? They're just like us. They're just like us. They've, they've, they're all over the place, I suppose, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> like, a, like a virus that's got out of control. Some in Colonia, some at Beagle Point. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, the one thing that, um, that did get me about this is that uh, um, if you go onto the Canon website, you, you get a, a decent image of, of where they're all coming from. And I must admit, are all nine... They've calculated that all, oh, sorry, all eight so far are going to cross paths with Sol at some point in the next two hundred days. Some are going to be there at sixty days, and some of the there are going to be at one hundred and twenty days. That would put it as here we go. Have a nice Christmas present from the Thargoids. Yeah, we're going to be busy in the Christmas break, aren't we? I think <laughs> for sure. For sure. This is, I mean, to me, this all lines up with the end of November update. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's pretty much accepted now, isn't it? But what's it going to be? We don't know. Mm, yes. Well, we're all looking, well, we're all looking forward to it or, or we're dreading it. I'm not quite so sure which at the moment. But, uh... <laughs> must, must resist, must not get hopes up. <laughs> I'm with Darren, let them burn. <laughs> I like this. The Dev Scotsman has said, wise men won't know which Stargoid to follow. Uh, 
Anyway, so moving on from there, uh, we I, I think it's that time of the week again. Score a lot. Welcome back. Well, the store alert um, has come up with some very, a very nice malevolent horror and malevolent nightmare paint jobs. Um, Yes, these are, I must admit, quite impressive. Um, Basically pitch black with either an orange pumpkin face or a bright yellow pumpkin face. And uh, we know that they are available for the Anaconda, the Python, Asp Explorer, and the Cobra Mark III. Uh, Also, on top of that, the last year's Commander's Outfits are back. That's the Trickster, the Ectoplasm, and the X-Ray. They're all back with a 15% discount from last year. And on top of that, 30% off all Halloween bobbleheads and lights. Um, those were only available for a limited time, weren't they? Yeah. Halloween's. Yeah, Halloween, obviously. So um, if you missed out on them last year and you quite like the look of them, which I must admit, I do like the ectoplasm ones quite a lot, um, then feel free to, to jump on the store and get them at a discount. Okay, I'm going to regret this, and I know a lot of people have, do like the ectoplasm one. Mm-hmm. But whenever I see that... Uh-oh. Yes. I'm just thinking mm. Star Lord ship with a nightlight. <laughs> Do you know the yellow ectoplasm suit? I've I've rather adopted it. You, I, I don't know if you do this with them, um, whether you sort of happily chop and change with suits uh-huh. and ship skins and things. But mm-hmm. I find certain ones tend to stick, and it's like that's. Yeah, that I'm one. not surprised that sticks. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> so yeah, I've rather stuck with the yellow ectoplasm, and it turns out I've been wearing it for a year, and Halloween has come round again, and I'm still wearing You're it. Still in it. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Yeah, I know a lot of people really like it. I just. I can't unsee what I can't unsee. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, we have uh, Commander JCB Digger is, is coming in to, uh, to, to say hello. Me. Yes, to murder, to murder Ben, if you can find him. <laughs> I'm not exactly hiding, am I? No, no. Basically, will anybody be purchasing any of the... Uh, uh, actually, you know what? I am really tempted for the, uh, for the, the ASP one. Uh, for the malevolent horror one, I really like the the black uh, bat one for the anaconda. Yeah, um, I really like that one actually, uh, and I like the black goat, uh, the black pumpkin face again for the anaconda. Um, I think yeah, I, there's something I just love. The, I think these skins look absolutely great in the anaconda. Basically, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I just think it looks. I've seen it on. I've looked at it on the Cobra and the Asp, and uh, I didn't have a Python to hand. Um, I was like, I just thought, I just personally, I feel it looks best on the Anaconda. Cool, cool. Obviously, you you can go nearby and and get changed if you wish, Colin, and 
show off show show off one on your asp if you desire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I'll wait for the for the show to end before doing that. Oh, hello! Someone's shooting me. <laughs> yeah, someone is shooting me. You start. Oh, if, okay. Anyone who shoots Colin, they also get they win the prizes instead if they want. Oh. Or Alec, he's a show host too. All right, so it's just gone from Ben to any generic show host. Yeah, I, I can accept this. Okay. Boof. Oh, there you go. You, you just boofed the poor guy. Yeah, he shot me. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, Commander JMC Bigger, but JC Bigger. But <laughs> I did think Digger was looking rather vulnerable on foot there. <laughs> a bit squashy. I can't well, believe you just yeeted him like that. <laughs> We're sorry, JCB Digger. I'm not. I am not at all. Wow. And my notoriety has gone up another point. <laughs> yeah, Colin, well, I suppose you were going on about your your notoriety earlier, Colin. Yeah. Yes. And, so, and um, now we see why. Yeah, it, the, the, the target was Ben. No, not not me. It was Ben. I, I, I've got I've got the codes, and although I put myself out there, if if you want to kill Alec or Colin, I will I will award it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I've got now I've got a blooming bounty on me now. So oh, I'm game. I'm in an SRV. They'll never catch me. <laughs> They'll find a way. I've got a sneaky suspicion someone's going to come back for revenge. See, I, I've been nice to JCB Digger. You ran him over. He shot me. He was standing right there. Yes, and that was a fatal flaw in his plan. <laughs> oh dear. So wow. yes. Wow. We also apologize to the radio listeners. Yes, because I must admit, it was a good yeet. <laughs> I think I managed to throw him about 200 meters. So that's that's one of my um, favorite hobbies at the moment is um, uh, see how far you can yeet the scavenger. And just let yeah. me say that, that the, the scorpion is fantastic for that. It, it, it is fun punting people in your, in your ship, yeah, in yeah. your SRV. Right, well, um, while we wait for the inevitable betrayal... <laughs> Curse you, sudden and inevitable betrayal. We will take some uh, adverts and uh, come back with a main discussion. I was overseeing the delivery of some slaves to the starport in Exios, and a cleaning robot had just washed the floor, but not left a warning sign. I had to run after a slave that was escaping, and I slipped and fractured my wrist... I was delayed for 10 whole minutes while the Medicomp repaired the damage. My time is billable. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was on a regular trading room back to Seoul, and it was my job to repaint the outside of the ship. I was given the wrong kind of EVA clamps. Nothing bad actually happened, but it did give me a fright. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was checking some robots through customs when I distinctly heard an official call the robots clanks. I was deeply offended, even though I'm not a robot myself. That's their word. You're not allowed to use it. Can I claim for moral outrage? Yes, you can. At Cowell and McGrath, we are now taking any kind of legal action. No case too small, no justification too frivolous. If you've been lightly inconvenienced, embarrassed, or in any way put out, then someone should be made to give you money. Don't be a stupid clank. Uh, excuse me? Cowell and McGrath, taking on any case, playing the percentages. While the team on Dex Island take a well-earned break before their Series 2 return, there's plenty of material to fill the void. 
Point your auto assistant to your favorite podcast app, including Spotify and Audible, and search The Dex Legacy. There you'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members and with the writer Emily Inkpen. There's also plenty of bonus materials and merch at www.thedexlegacy.com. All proceeds go towards the making of season two. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over a hundred million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a ten credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari. Clary's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow. The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plant's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Kadamar Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope to live among stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there. Maybe even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality. Constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream, free to live, and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail? Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. 
And welcome back. And someone has tried to guilt me by telling me that uh, Commander JCB Digger is now 160 light years away due to the fact that's the last place he docked. Um. For an additional mostly clueless thing, if you land and dock somewhere before you die, that's where you'll respawn. (laughs) Not 160 light years away. You don't even actually have to dock. You just request docking and it'll put you there. So <laughs> It used to be it would just take you straight to the nearest place, didn't it? Whereas now you've actually... it's a good Now it's a good way to get back home if you're somewhere weird. I, I, I would add a caveat to that rule, which is except when it isn't. Okay. When isn't it? I don't know. There are just occasions where that, that rule suddenly doesn't apply. All right, yeah. okay. Generally, if I go anywhere, particularly somewhere like this, where we are tonight, which is... A, about a gazillion light seconds away from the start, mm-hmm. and I, the first thing I do is find something like a fleet carrier or something yeah. and just dock at it, and it, it's just a bit like setting a respawn point. But it doesn't always work. <laughs> it nearly always works, but there's there's the odd exception. Yeah. Well, as part of our main discussion as well, let, let's be honest, we're going to split the main discussion into two because I want to know about Ice Mordo. Um, you obviously had a great deal of fun with it, Alec, and you've also have been showing off various amounts of artwork. <laughs> yeah, I've been busy, boy. Yeah, let me park this SRV. Yeah, what have I been up to? Yeah, Ice Mordor was 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 cool actually because um, well, it would be it's ice. But <laughs> um, you know, being eight thousand light years from Sol, I I didn't really expect anyone to to come out and join me. But quite a few people did. About three or four guys from the Buckyball Racing Club came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Mardante Soloist, who discovered it, was still this part of the galaxy. So he popped back. Um, Mitochondria, <laughs> who named it Ice Mordor, was still around. So, you know, they popped back as well. So I had a few visitors. And actually, I had a few. <laughs> Bloom and Shea Blackwood from Buckyball Racing Club came out and smashed my best time. <laughs> of course. Um, we had it a couple of races. Yeah, we had a couple of races together. And I, I have to give a shout out to um Caleb and Cola in particular, who so he came all the way out and um I think he did what I did and came out in a crate and then decided that he'd really like to go hooning around the, the place in his racing eagle. You're right. So he docked at a fleet carrier that happened to be in system and brought his racing eagle out. Yeah, and he switched into his racing eagle, and then he spent several days popping in and out of game and racing me and stuff in his racing eagle. And then towards the end of the week, uh, the shadows started getting long, and it has a very long day. I can't remember what it is. It's like forty days or something. So night was drawing in, and it wasn't going to get any better for about two months. So we all started buggering off. Yeah, and poor old Caleb. Poor old Caleb went to um, went back to the fleet carrier to find his crate. You can all see where this is going, can't you? Mm-hmm. But the fleet carrier had gone, and he found himself eight thousand light years from Seoul in a racing eagle with a jump range of twelve light years. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's going to end well, isn't it? So remember, folks. Remember, don't don't park on strangers' fleet carriers. It can it can example, turn bad. Example five thousand four hundred and thirty-two as to why a fleet carrier owner should have a notification of any ship that lands on their fleet carrier. Yeah, yeah. There's 
there are issues, I guess, with it. But anyway, so then after that, so we all um we all buggered off and came back to the bubble. But what it sparked subsequently was a a desire to find something similar a bit closer to home. All right. And... So well, so what we did is we um in fact I looked in the journal files and got all the the numbers to many decimal places of things like gravity and radius and atmosphere and earth masses and you know all the data on the planet okay and then there's for folks who haven't seen it the spanch website which a lot of people use for the neutron superhighway also has a really good body search where you can put in as many criteria as you want so so basically what we did is tried to find we tried to find very similar planets within you know a 500 light years of Sol. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been fascinating because we ended up with a short list of about, I'm going to say 40, I think. We actually ended up with two lists, so I've lost track slightly. But So I put on the forums a, a table with a list of about 40 very similar systems to this one in composition and gravity and mass. Yeah. And what's been interesting is, and, and kind of ironic, given all the fuss that was made about repetition of you know tiling of surface features yeah is we're, we're now actively hunting for a planet the same as another one <laughs> <laughs> and finding it incredibly difficult to find one we, ha- we have out of that list of 40 we have two possible candidates that need closer inspection so what you're saying is that it is nowhere near as 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 um basically cut and paste as as people were making it out to be well, there's some sods law here, I guess, in the the features that you don't want to see, you see repeated constantly. <laughs> and then a feature that you really like is bloody hard to find. Yes. Um, I, I have managed to get my, my commander all the way up to the top of a crane. Uh, I can see people trying to knock me off the crane. I guess when Commander JCB Digger comes back, his is... Um, his objective is to basically crush me off the grain. Well, there is a Commander O-Negative who is here. I don't know if he's a listener, though, because he's not shooting anyone yet. No. Yes, he, if he shoots, oh. if he's a listener and he shoots somebody, he wins prizes. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty glad about the, uh, the Mordor thing. I mean, how many races did you run? I had one actual head-to-head race with Shay um, when we both happened to be logged on at the same time. Mostly, I sort of, you know, I laid out my course and I, I sort of improved it and improved it. I think I got, what did I do? I did it in something like 37 minutes and then Shay Blackwood turned up and did it in 28, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really good. It was a really fun course. I mean, it is a huge shame that it's just so far from the bubble, but um, we'll we'll find somewhere else. The search well, continues. This is what we carry us for. I guess so. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe we should organise a race weekend and just like a jolly holiday and all jump on a fleet carrier and go out there. It was great, though. It was really good fun. Yeah. Uh, we shall move on to the other part of the main discussion. Is obviously the Halloween event. The Halloween event happened, uh, um, <laughs> and I have to say, I was a little. Oh, hello. I'm getting shot now. Or was that someone punching me? If somebody shoots Colin, they get they win a prize. Just saying. We have a commander typo negative here, who seems to be flagged in red on my HUD. So yeah, he's, pur- he's purple for me. So I guess he might be shooting Colin. Uh, might be, yeah. And he's he's hiding at the moment. So is the fool on foot? 
<laughs> he, he, is. he is on foot at the moment. So um, it's a case of punt the commander. <laughs> if anybody wants to play punt the commander, that's... <laughs> we're being t- Someone's being told to kill him. A fantastic kind of... Oh, oh no, he got me. Yes! He got, <laughs> he got me. I, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Alec Turner is dead. Bravo. For- First paint job of the night to typo negative. Yeah, right. Okay, we're not going to have that. I'm coming back for Rowenge, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we should apologise to the listeners for having far too much fun. <laughs> yeah, well done, typo negative. I am, I am snuffed. Right, so Bruce and Sally got removed from the stream, as, as everybody saw. And uh, basically, that was that for them. Um, allegedly, they are not murdered. <laughs> Bruce and Sally got removed from the stream, uh, which kicked off the Halloween event. Now, there is a, a write-up uh, by this by Commander Owl on Reddit, uh, but one of the things that was included in the um, uh, in the game was obviously a code word. Uh, it was basically T-F-Z-I-R-Q-R-L. Now, um, Someone managed to work out that they were using um, Atbash encoding, which was a, a rather unique way of um, deciphering the uh, this code, which, of course, led to the system Giaro. Or Giaro? It's, it sounds Italian, anyway. So, uh, yes, you're all, you're all welcome to, to take a drink for that one. Alec? Yeah, I just had a question about Atbash, actually. Mm-hmm. Is... Is Atbash an, an encryption method, or is it just a website that happens to make it very easy to do substitutions using this particular substitution? No, it, it is an OG encryption method. Okay, thank you. Um, it's one of the oldest. It's basically it's a, a cipher that's swapping. Uh, it inverts, basically, so A becomes Z and vice versa. Right, okay. Um, but it, it's a very, very simple one that you can just do with... You know, with pen and paper in a bit of time. Yeah, um, there was. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm trying to find out who's who's actually done this on the forums because I know on the forums they found it all out very, very quickly. We, we were we were talking sort of like four hours before the whole thing was uncovered. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently, um, Wallander said it was done with the the Beefort cipher. The Buford cipher? No, it, it wasn't the Buford cipher because I was doing the I did the decry- decryption. Yeah, and it's definitely Atbash. I mean, it's just a substitution filter, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, uh, not filter. What's it called? <laughs> cipher. Yeah. So people went exploring in um, in Kiar. <laughs> can we all agree on what this he- what this system is pronounced? What are you, Geo? Ah, very well, Luigi. Um, <laughs> I try not to be. Gu- gu- yeah, Guarigio, Guarigio. So yes, that. Yeah. So so feel free for. Um, so people started to explore that, and then they found uh, basically three trials around the orbit of uh, Garagio B. To see, there was a, a communication satellite which you could then access, and it gave you uh, 
trial one of three. Now, again, you had to do a little bit of decoding in order to see this. Uh, and I think from now on, we were going to, to see a full-on spoiler alert. Um, there was also six points of interest, which were uh, important to do with this. Alec? Yeah, I had... That's a good, good a time as any to ask the question, I suppose. But um, once people had solved the original cipher and mm-hmm. got themselves out to the query geosystem. Yeah. So I didn't want to spoil it too much. I, I did, I'm afraid, rather than figuring out the cipher, just, just do a bit of forum Googling. And then I got the system name and then I thought, right, from here on, I'll do it myself. So got to the system, used, uh, first of all, I went to the nav beacon, which didn't reveal too much. And then I started full system. You did your full honking. I did my full, I did my FSS of the entire system, which revealed three planets, each of which had, what do I want to say? Um, uh, It was like one human and one unidentified signal. You know, there was something weird about it in the FSS. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame. I don't know if other people have, have sort of complained about this, but the, when it says there's like three human signals on a planet, what it means is there's fleet, three fleet carriers in orbit around it. Those get counted, which are a bit annoying. Oh, that's but annoying. Were, yeah, but there was these un, I can't remember the the phrase, but you know there were these other signals that gave away that those three planets were worth visiting. What I didn't understand was how maybe people didn't know which order to visit them in. So I ended up at three of three to start with yeah which doesn't i just i went um, just went from the inside out the the, the, uh, okay is that what most people did the the problem was at the end of one of one it gave you the hint of which planet to go to next and at the end of two of two it gave you the hint of which planet to go to next but if you like me ended up at three of three first Mm -hmm. there was no hint where the other two were yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a bit weird because everybody went, okay, let's start off at A and work our way out and found out everything was the wrong way around. Yeah, and then I got the story in reverse. And I mean, we're used to this, I suppose, when you collect logs, you know, you're going around a place like the place we're at now in the SRV and you, you pick up log six of six. And it's, um, you know, it's very hard. It, well, you have to resist the urge to peak, you know, not read the end of the story first. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, it can be quite um, interesting. That I mean, I actually haven't been through the whole thing yet, so I don't know what the horror stories are. So, um, has any any one of us managed to go through all of them? And if so, what have you thought of the stories? Yeah, I've got them all. Um, it's a bit of a sort of we're in full spoiler territory, aren't we? Oh yeah, completely yeah. <laughs> full spoiler territory. If you're listening now. Um, tough. Anyway, it's been out for a blooming week, for goodness yeah, sake. Yeah. I mean, it's quite good. It's 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 quite grisly, isn't it? It's a bit of a saw, you know, the saw movie kind of thing. It's yeah. um, it's like some some judge and juror, some psycho judge and juror has uh, kidnapped six guilty people, and then shall I shall I give the full reveal? Yeah, go on then. And implanted explosives in their heads, and then given them each detonators, which may detonate their own skull or somebody else's it's, it's lovely stuff <laughs> oh someone has been watching the saw movies i think yeah that that isn't that the equivalent of the old um we we've given you a it was the two ships in the and the, the end of the dark night where you know you could blow up the convicts or you could blow up the innocent people yeah i guess so yeah 
Yeah. So, yeah, there were, there were three trials. The first trial decoded as uh, for every human who ever existed, there is a book of deeds listing events, both insignificant and essential. Within these countless passages, there are many dark chapters. We shall meet six individuals whose stories contain a twist. Uh, around uh, B3B, there was... Um, Another communication array, which goes upon this planet. The trial continued. Testimony was heard. Pleas were bargained. A full confession was required. TR absolved the sinners of their sin. The judge recognizes true remorse, and only two most honest will leave this place. TR faces a final verdict and a chance at redemption. And a finally, uh, round where uh, Downey's junkyard is, upon this planet, the trial ends. Verdicts have been passed. Justice for all. Did you follow the court's proceedings? Will you discover how this story ends? I wonder what your book contains. What moments fill your record? Would you be considered innocent? Something to keep in mind for next time. So it does appear that... Um, yeah, as you say, someone decided to be judge, jury, and executioner and managed to um, deal with these people in a rather um, uh, soul-like manner. It's pretty good. Uh, I, wish, I wish it had been voice acted. It's my only slight regret, I guess. Well, I do know that Well, the two voice actors that do work for Elite Dangerous, they are incredibly talented. Um and I know that they'd be able to do a lot of variation, but wow, that would be an awful lot to put in. Well, I mean, I, I guess the three the things you've read out were the three at the space beacons, and those are encrypted, so you wouldn't voice act those. But the logs down on the planets, oh. um, you could have voice acted quite nicely, I think. But hey, I mean, it was great. But I loved how it how it tied in with the live stream was was kind of genius, wasn't it? Yes, really. <laughs> So, so what was guilt? What was um, Sally and Bruce and and Paul guilty of? Existing live streaming. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, good grief! If they're guilty of like a bad live streaming, what the heck are we? <laughs> poor Pictionary. Poor Pictionary skills. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What did you guys think of the story that we had this year, though, compared to last last year's one? It was last year's Yadamaster? That was quite a big deal, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a different level of of thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Adamanster was the 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 whole kicking off of the of everything that's led led to Hip twenty two four sixty. So, true. yeah, um, you know, it it was nice. Uh, it you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that one little thing where we found this isolated um, settlement, and there was a kind of alien esque incident that happened there. And it kept on telling you to keep away because if you if you landed there or you got out, you would trigger the these kind of aliens that would come up and and basically eat anybody who was at, at the at the station. It, it that it had that kind of vibe to it. A nice little standalone creepy story. Yeah, I know what you mean there. I mean, I liked the creepy story. I liked the judge, jury, and executioner thing. Um, I liked the whole. I, I liked the the conclusion of it, shall we say, mm-hmm. where you know, yeah, of course, nobody wins. <laughs> um, it did. It did remind me a bit of oh, what was it? And in this, I think there's a Jared Butler film called An Innocent Man, where somehow he manages to get all these in a, these guilty parties offed, but mm-hmm. he's still in his prison cell, not doing anything, or he's he's set it all up 
so that uh, basically he, all he's got to do is try and manipulate the uh, the FBI agent who's um, who's interviewing to set up a chain of events which ends up killing the three people that that. Uh, I like that. I'm, I don't think I've seen this. I like the sign of that storyline. Yeah, it, it's it's quite it's quite good, but I, I can't remember the exact name of the film. If anybody can uh, um, that rings a bell with anybody, I'd like I'd like to know what it is. A oh, law-abiding citizen. Well done, Slam Dunk sixty six. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I I enjoyed that thriller. That was that was quite good. Um, I'm sure it's available streaming somewhere. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I haven't actually been all the way through this, but so I'll have to take you, uh, your guy's word for this. Uh, Tweak, did you have a chance to look this over and get involved? I have not personally looked it over yet. I've seen the stuff online and everything. I actually have made plans with some friends to go out there tonight to do it all. So I'll be experiencing it all firsthand this evening. Oh, right. So you're basically like me then. You're sort of you're there thinking, oh, got to give this a try. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Halloween. It's an event. FDEV actually does something, I'm going to take part in it. I've got all my ships, so I can do it all however I want, so I'm happy to go partake. Excellent. Um, right, so, well, uh, I'm afraid to say that that is about it for the, the event. I, I, I do year. have one question. I mean, I, I enjoyed it and things like that, but yeah, I've hmm. seen some people whinging, you know, even though everything was in-game, Yes. They still had to leave the game to go and decrypt it. Yeah, I um, mean, I'm, I must I, admit that there have been complaints about this in the past, and I, I know that um, certain. Well, I know Malik VR has has complained about the fact that this he doesn't like this kind of thing happening. Malik VR being one of the biggest Elite Dangerous streamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, um, personally, I quite like this kind of thing. I do like these kind of out of game. Um, puzzles that that have in-game effects, but because it, it makes it feel like you know there's 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 more happening outside the universe than in. If does that make any sense? Thinking back to what I just said, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Colin makes no sense again. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, so let me. I think you're saying no. Actually, I've got no idea what you're saying. Sorry, Colin. Um, I was go- I was going to say I I was thinking maybe you're saying it's okay. Well, you're either saying it's okay or it's not okay for them to use out of game things, and I don't know which. Right. Okay. Let me let me clarify this. I think it's fine. I do like the fact that um, there are outside components to an in-game puzzle. Uh, it makes the game feel bigger to me. Uh, and you know, it is. You could just imagine the commanders trying to work this out in the bar with a piece of paper, going, "Well, what the heck's going on here?" Uh, just like we are actually outside the game, working it out with a piece of player, a piece of paper. You know, it, it's just how you want to role play it, I suppose. I I kind of agree with that. I kind of like the idea that when I'm down on the couch while my wife's watching TV, I can be on my phone researching something for in-game. It keeps me 
It keeps me engaged with what's happening in the galaxy per se. And not for nothing, but I always hear people say, I wish we could do it in game, solve these things in game. I don't really know what that would look like. How would we solve that kind of a thing in game and have everybody be able to figure it out? I guess it would be some kind of stupid mini game. Like, yeah, I don't know. They go and bring back the the flower picker thing that we had, but have letters, have letters over it instead or something. Oh God! Could you imagine that? It's sort of yeah, oh no, you've got code wheel. Yeah, you've got you got to work out the code wheel and put. Uh, oh go! Oh, oh, that would that would be that would be so painful. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I do like a like I said. I do like these outside elements. Uh, to the game. I mean, I know that some people don't like them, but I like the fact that you have to think outside the box or even outside the universe, if you like, in order to solve some of these problems. I mean, fair play to the people that work it out, though, because some of them are really, really obscure, because there there was the one which um, obviously they had things hidden in sound waves, which is one of the reasons why everybody is is analysing that big roar that we had. And the other thing was uh, somebody worked out that if they were analysing the uh, the Thargoid probes, it gave the draw a, a very base drawing of the ship that was scanning them. It's amazing, wasn't it? That was one of the first things. That was one of the really early ones, wasn't it? That the, yeah. the, the sound yeah. of the probe yeah. was, was Morse giving back the wireframe of the ship you were in, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean that was that was. I mean, well played for working it out, but wow, well played for actually coming up with that that kind of puzzle. I mean, it if it, it does wonder make you wonder: is there stuff in in the game that we've actually missed because yeah. we're not clever enough? I have to say, actually, I was ever so slightly disappointed that this was just another encryption thing. I, th- I think those are getting a little bit tired. Uh, you mm. were asking about how to get it, it more in-game, so I was trying to think. Um, there was... It wasn't exactly a puzzle, and I've forgotten where this is, but there was a thing... There's a thing, it's, it's still in-game somewhere, where there was some a couple of guys who went out in an SRV and, and eventually died... And you, you kind of almost have to follow your nose. There's a clue at a base, and I think you get a heading, and you literally have to fly maybe, I don't know, like 50 kilometers in a certain direction, and you'll find this stranded SRV. And I'd love to see more stuff like that where we – maybe there are clues in the game, like like literally visual signposts mm-hmm. that you can – you know, like a dead body literally – Pointing, <laughs> <laughs> pointing in a direction, and you can you just go. Yeah, just lying or, there, pointing. Or yeah. you know, or ha- have the encryption stuff, but make it that instead of just a simple word that you run through an Atbash filter and get get the you know the answer, mm-hmm. do something like have. Okay, here's an here's an example. You have a system name. You have a system whose name is nine letters long, and you have letters one. Or a nine in one system, and you know, literally, maybe carved into the side of a mountain, or or maybe the lettering, the wreckage we're at now. There's all sorts of writing on this wreckage, like no loading, or all the graffiti we're seeing in stations. You know, so love that if the graffiti had codes on it. Yeah, so so, that would be good. So suppose you had Um, graffiti that just had three letters, and you had five five different systems that each had three letters, and then you had to kind of 
overlap those somehow to make the words. So, so, so there's a bit of in-game and a bit of out-game, but it's a nice, it's a more of a mix. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking if you use, you know, how in the expanse, getting through the tunnels, they mm-hmm. had those the secret underground markers pointing them, leading them through the maze. You know, could you imagine doing some kind of base under, underground base tunnel thing? And if you follow them to the right place, you get a secret container which you can open. Yeah, yeah, and that that gives you a, a paint job or something, say, or a bobblehead. Yeah, I mean, I do like that. I mean, one of the things that I'd like to see in the game is obviously when you know you you come across one of these crashed SRVs. I'm obviously wondering, okay, this is just a crashed SRV, and there's nothing around here whatsoever. Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. And yeah. if the, if there were trails, you know, SRV tracks, you could follow that back to wherever it came from, and. And there could be something there. That would that would be a nice little touch, or a clue that leads you to a crashed SRV, and then you literally have to cut a panel off the back, and and out pops a, another bit of the clue. Or I think there's a lot more they can do. Yes, yeah. There. Oh, for goodness' sake! There's, you know, one thing that I've I've actually started to despise is well, with the dis- with the discovery scanner, the the um, the planetary scanner, because what I'm finding is is as soon as I pull the trigger, I'm firing at least two probes in one go. And it's driving me up the wall. Because basically, I'm, lo- I'm not able to scan a planet properly because, or get it under its, um, under its efficiency target because I'm firing off too many of these blasted things at once. Uh, I do apologize. I'm just having a random rant there. I don't, I don't know why. Alec... <laughs> Right. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm I am trying to get all the, the trials uh put together so I can I can follow through the whole uh the whole story. So um although if Commander Digger can find me, I'm quite sure that I'm, I will end up having to go back to, to the start. Um Right. Um uh, now obviously we have these these rewards that we're giving out, which are the malevolent demon skins. Uh, I must admit, I I wouldn't mind them myself. <laughs> well, screw the listeners. Let's keep the rest and just share them between us. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we'll I edit don't... that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just what? Um, the reviews of Alec Turner do not reflect the live radio <laughs> policy, okay? Yes, don't worry. We are giving them away as prizes. I'm just admiring the fact that I actually really like them. They are actually a bit similar to the Leave Radio. Um, oh, this is this, this is the one that you got from the. I think the one I'm wearing. I either got it from watching someone else's stream, or I got it from the Frontier stream. I can't remember which one this is. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, okay. First world problem criticism here. If uh-huh. I've got one criticism to make about these skins, there's so bloody many of them. I know. We we really have been spoiled, actually, in the last week. With <laughs> they them. really have. There's been... I, do, I don't know which skin is which. I've been holding I out just, on us this time. <laughs> I, I know there's the the witch skin, which is ba- is Batty. Yeah. And then you've got this... There's this skin, and I think there's a... Is there a ghosty one as well? So there's a pumpkin one, and a, I think there's a there's a pumpkin one, there's a Batty one, and there might be another one I can't remember. Oh, right. I see. So, yeah. Um, 
Oh no, there's there's batty ones of different colours, isn't there? Yes, there's, there's batty ones. There's a black batty one which I'm tempted to buy. Oh right, okay. Well, that that seems to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else think that Halloween isn't long enough to enjoy all these skins? Yeah, it, it does seem to be sort of. Yeah, and that's one <laughs> of the things that I, I I've always enjoyed in MMOs is well, normally there are Halloween events and Christmas events, which. Um, developers normally make a good effort for but the problem is 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 you know it's over within a week <laughs> yeah and then you're left with all these skins that you can't use for another year <laughs> no you can well, still you, use you, them. unless like me you you can you can, you can wear, wear your bukkake one all year round yeah yeah <laughs> you've ruined it for me now ben calling it a bukkake skin excellent <laughs> <laughs> His day is complete. <laughs> Very not much. That it, so. Not that it wasn't already ruined, but um, yeah. <laughs> was was this about cutty panels? That's the Chris Mark Four cutting in with cutty panels. Um, we're gonna we're gonna drag Chris in here. Chris, what did, what what did you mean by cutty panels? I mean, if I was running about in my Maverick suit, I'm uh-huh. having quite a good time exploring this little complex here. And we've got all these cool little doors and things, and yes. you can't cut them and get in. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. And yeah. that is one of the things that I'm really missing when they yes. do these Halloween events or they do the Christmas events or the little story events and they take the to these abandoned complexes. Yeah. But we can't look around them. We can only jump around outside and I want to go in. Yeah. I think yeah. I think my point defense cannons are shooting at somebody. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't shoot me. I I don't have an SRV anymore. It blew up. I, I can't. Oh, I this is my point defense cannons. I can't control them. They sorry, can see so you. Sorry, sorry for derailing, but that's what I meant by cutty panels. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well, at least I now understand what you mean. I, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I must admit, I I do wish that the you know the uh, horizons settlements. Yeah, that yeah, you sometimes get. I do wish that they they put you know not all the way through, but there's there's a little bit you could interact with on foot. And, yeah, and when they yeah, yeah I, I agree. When when they you know when they introduced on foot in her, in Odyssey, they didn't do anything with the existing planetary ports and stations. You know, there's no doors you can walk in. You can't even get in and out of the bloody bar, which is can be really annoying <laughs> you know there's not even an exit to surface yeah which i think it, oh no you can go on what you mean i'm I'm sorry i mean when you're actually on the planetary port yeah so and, here's the thing here's the thing right so right. if you if you're larking around in the srv as one does yes and you get out of your srv when it's parked on a rooftop mm-hmm. and then you end up on foot if you um yeah, so if you if you get out on foot and fall to the ground, so your SRV is now about a hundred foot above you on a rooftop. Yeah. So now you're outside a horizons planetary base on foot without an SRV, thinking, uh what now? Because right. the SRV is your only way back into the base unless you walk about five kilometers, which takes bloody hours, and recall your ship. Oh right, I see what you mean. So basically, you're literally standing outside the bar, thinking, uh, "I can't get back in." Oh, I see what you mean now. Because I thought that you you could actually just walk in, request docking, and and come in. But Look, if you're in an SRV, you can drive into a garage yes. and then request boarding permission, and then you're in there. 
but if you're walking through a garage on foot, there's there's no way in. Oh wow! Yes, that's that is a a bit of an oversight. I think <laughs> definitely seems like an oversight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one the I mean, just something like a, a mission panel or a, a or a delivery slot at, at bases like this would would probably just be enough. But um, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm <laughs> sorry, but on, yeah, on that actually. Um, it, it's not as if, like, we have cuttable panels in the old Scarab SRVs, so it's not like it wasn't possible to revisit assets pre-Odyssey and add cuttable panels to them. Yes, you know, true. They, they've put cuttable panels in our ships and in the SRVs, so I see no reason why they couldn't have added cuttable panels to some of the boxes and things we like we see lying around this place, for example. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there is, of course, the, the mat... Uh, thing that we can sometimes get around scavenger sites, which you know yeah. you, you scan and then you, you can pick up the mats using the SRV. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know it seems like a little thing, but you've mentioned it before, Colin. How the like the ship and on foot stuff feels separated. Mm, yes, and, and I think and I think it's improving. But in the same way, I feel a little bit that the Horizons and Odyssey stuff feels separated and if there were even something trivial like a few cuttable panels around odyssey planet ports would make it feel like it was all the same game do you know what i mean yeah i, I mean i know what you mean by this because yeah it it it, it has is vastly improved since launch especially around update nine where they started to introduce these wrinkles in the in the missions but yeah, it 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 feels like there's a little bit there's room for improvement to to integrate the two on foot and in ship parts of the game. I mean, it's a vast improvement of where it was before. It's just I feel there's a little bit more left to go. So yes, um, <laughs> well, I guess moving on from there. I mean. So, yeah, um, well, I guess we're going to move on to the what's been happening in the community uh, this week. Well, um, coming up in the uh, in November 20, 2022, the on-foot PvP CZ tournament uh, is, is kicking off. And uh, judging by everybody's efforts today, I think, I think we're just going to have a full-blown PvP tournament right here. Um, now, this will be happening um, using the, uh, <laughs> the eofcc.com website uh, so to help arrange matches. And there are three different leagues, which is the uh, the one v one grade one, one v one grade five, and the two v two grade two. Uh, participants schedule themselves for a match. Single elimination tournament formats. There's ten billion credits in the total prize pool, and there's going to be complete video coverage on their channels. So feel free to to join in that over November. Um, <laughs> It, it should be a laugh. I mean, we're certainly having a, a laugh with it um, <laughs> at the moment. Um, there are two CQC tournaments which happen every week. Uh, the first is on Tuesday night. Happens between eight and uh, 6 and 8 GMT. Um, so that's the plasma-only Fed Fighters. So um, 
we do request that people do stick to the plasma only fed fighters just to give newbies a chance because the last thing last thing they want is a um someone more experienced players basically putting the noobs off uh, and of course on thursday between 8 uh, sorry 6 and 8 well, there's also the capture the flag night both of those uh CQC tournaments you can go to the CQC discord uh, and find out more details and of course the uh, anti zeno initiative do their finance friday which is basically basically blow away bugs uh, for a lot of money um again go and have a look at their CQC discord Sorry, the the uh, AXI Discord rather for uh, for further details. Um, we have a mostly clueless section by Domzilla twenty one twelve. Basically, it says if you wander too far in your SRV and lose your ship location, you can dismiss and recall it, and it will come find you. Now, normally, I, I, I don't think I've ever lost a ship when I was in the SRV. Has anybody else had that? I think so, but um... quite clearly indicated on the SRV scanner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, there's was. been a few times that I've like I've gone too far away and it's gone away again. And there's other times when you're just like, I really don't want my ship to be here. Yeah. Um... I mean, normally when I'm approaching a, a hostile base, I will land the ship about um, uh, definitely a couple of kilometres away, drive in in my Scorpion and dismiss the ship so that I don't... Um, it never is comes under attack by any any security guards or scavengers because mm-hmm. I don't want to lose my ship to them. Actually, it, yeah, I'll chip in on that. Um, mm-hmm. Somewhere like the place we're at at the moment, this Downey's Junkyard, which is quite a popular site at the moment because of the Halloween mysteries, so there's a lot of commanders here. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. but yes, yes. If if you come to a, if you land in your ship at a place like this, uh, it, it's not a bad idea to get in the SRV and dismiss your ship and just sound out the other commanders. I've had a terrific time here, and everyone's been absolutely lovely, apart from the bastards here today. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in the olden days, I remember going to like places like this that were mentioned in Galnet or whatever, and and having my ship griefed several times. Um, so you know, just land, get in the SRV, dismiss your ship, and then sound other people out before you bring your very valuable ship back down again. Would be my <coughs> advice. Yeah. Oh, always a good one. So yeah, obviously um, the <laughs> the skin giveaway is in. Uh, is in progress, uh, Ben. We've ov- obviously we've lost. <laughs> um, uh, Commander Type Zero has definitely got one. Uh, is there anybody else who's managed to to claim a, a leave radio uh, presenter? Right. right. Oh, negative. Never got back to us. Um, so I, I sent him multiple messages and things like that, and he never got back to me. But JCB Digger did kill me. So I was like, well. Okay, O negative hasn't gotten back to me, so you you win a prize. <laughs> um, That's fair enough then. Yeah, um, and Soka forty two just rammed into me in a in a in an unshielded asp and managed to kill himself basically. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I must admit that we we will not award prizes for. Um, for attempts, you've got to be successful. So if you die in the attempt, 
you're not going to get a prize. Not sure what one um, thinks ramming in an unshielded ship, though. That that's especially an asp. And Dark Dark Harris, if oh, should, should we say this? Should we say this now? So, for anybody listening to the sound of my voice, including Dark Karras, if you respond, if you send us a tweet or a Facebook message, we'll put, we'll make a post, and if you respond to that with a limerick, a spooky limerick, and even better, a spooky elite dangerous spacey limerick. Then you'll be in uh, entered into a chance to uh, to win a win a skin job. Uh, and put it this way: the last time we put this this um, <laughs> this uh, this kind of competition out, we only had about two or three entries, and one of which You're was out. Pretty good. So, yes. um, right. So I think uh, we'll. I guess we're going to have to run up this one um, early. I'm afraid. Uh, let's quickly do some shout-outs. Um, Psycho Cow is putting together a Eurobismal show this Saturday from 8pm. Uh, so if you go to twitch.tv slash psychocal, you'll find a song contest in the style of Eurovision, where songs with videos are being provided by members of the, the community. Um, anyone can then vote like Eurovision for their winner, and there'll be a lot of... Um, <laughs> nil point on that one um, we'd also like to shout out to his cat why? he said he wanted a shout out to his cat and I said there was no way in hell I was going to give him a shout out to Eurobismal but I would shout out his cat because his cat's awesome right okay yeah. uh, yes I'm, I'm trying to repress a lot of Mrs. Slocum jokes at the moment so I'll <laughs> move, move on from there um, obviously the deck legacy is taking the well earned break um, but if you, you can catch up with it on Spotify and Audible, just search for The Dex Legacy. And of course, um, there is plenty of bonus materials and merch at thedexlegacy.com. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday from 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers. Or if you just want the audio, you can go to radio.forthemug.com. Uh, as mentioned before, if you want a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. All in one word. Wow. Uh, giving a shout out to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which is, of course, uh, Flight Assist, which is on hiatus, but you can always check out their back catalogue. Uh, there's a guard frequency who do other space games as well. And, of course, uh, a salute to Commander Chig and JN Tracks over at the Loose Screws podcast over there in the States. Uh, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beefletude. And we'd just like to thank everybody who's uh, uh, chipped in on the Twitch chat and also the in-game commanders who have basically been trying to murder us. So, uh, 07 to you lot. Um, and of course, there will be special thanks to Commander Tokuso, JN Trax, and Alan Stroud, who have all created music that we use in the show. Now, before I sign out, finally, has anybody got any other business? Watch Babylon 5 if you haven't watched it. It ages very well. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because I'm now, now that I've purchased season two, I'm now up to uh, uh, basically Gropos. I've just finished Gropos. Oh, God, actually. I have... Yeah, actually, no, I, I like Gropos. I, I don't mind Gropos. Did you say it um, ages very well? 
Oh, I, yeah, the stories in it age very well. The, the stories, yes, the stories yeah, do. The, that, the, the, those the CGI are awful. Now. Yeah, the CGI <laughs> it does not age, especially where they try and mix CGI with live action. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah um, let's, let's just say yeah. it's like watching old Star Trek where you just have to suspend your disbelief and go, okay, yes, we can see the strings are attached to the Enterprise, but, you know, it's still flying through space. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, um, <laughs> I showed yeah. I showed Babylon Five to my son, and he went, "My, my God, that's that's so bad." That's so bad. Yeah, I, well, I struggled with it in the '90s because I thought it looked bad back then. It doesn't even look as good as like the the Next Generation series or Firefly. Well, yeah, or you know why that is? Obviously, because you know B Five, as Mac Winston is rightly saying, was done on a bunch of Amigas. Yeah, sure. Um, I get it. Whereas, and I do agree, the uh, story next, was amazing. Next generation, etc. That was industrial light and magic using their full-on models, which are you know they've been top of their game since the eighties. Yeah, um, but it was, it was funny that that um, they managed to pave the way for the whole CGI thing to happen because it wasn't yep. it wasn't so long until Voyager was started using the same company that did the special effects for oh, Babylon yeah. 5 it, it was it was uh yeah, yeah mm. but, but then again but, this is this yeah. is an elite i suppose I, it's I, any other business <laughs> yeah. i i have to admit i would love to see a modern vfx company redoing the shots for Babylon Five. Oh, for Just, Babylon Five. What you mean, like the way that they Even did a special it, edition for the original Star Trek? Something like that. Yeah. Just, just take one. Take oh, Severed Dreams or something like. No. Uh, what was that? What's that one where the final one of Earth where they go and attack Earth at the end? Is that Severed Dreams? No, it's not. What's no, that's that one? the Severed Dreams. Is is the big battle in the middle of season three? Actually, that was a good one too. That would be a good one to do actually as well, though. But no, it's the 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 final one where they're going off and you know they eventually spoilers for twenty year old show. You know they go and kill, <laughs> kill President. Well, President Clark goes and and does scorched earth and everything like that. And it's a great it's a great CGI heavy sh- episode. Yes, and get a modern take on that. Interspersed with the high quality uh, film that they have, and just see what they see what they could do if they if they went off and did it. Well, perhaps you should make that that suggestion to. Uh, I think there's a a YouTube channel for special effects artists where they try and redo all these effects, these standard know, effects yeah. in a day. Well, I know so, Coral the crew go off and redo parts of, say, the trench run and so on. Yeah, uh, maybe you should send a message to them and say, "Listen, can you? What do you think you could do for Babylon Five? That'll be that's your challenge." There's enough. The o- there's enough open source models of from B Five out there. I don't know whether they're high enough res and things like that, but. Yeah, well, we will we will leave the Babylon Five uh, chat for the moment, and uh, we'll say that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com. Uh, you can hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio or tweet us at laveradio, or you could join our Discord server going by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat. You can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. And please get in touch with 
if you've got any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. And if anybody's asking, send your limericks to leave radio at in you know, sorry, info at laveradio.com. Um so Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8:30 GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So uh, good night, tweaks. <laughs> I appreciate everybody. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always an honor to join you guys on Lave Radio. Thanks for joining us, Tweet. Thanks for joining us, Tweet. Yeah. Uh, good night, Ben. Good night, Colin. Uh, good night, Alec. Bye-bye, listeners. <laughs> Goodbye. And, of course, um, today's tech specialist, goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Colin. Uh, and also thanks I think we've got everybody just mucking about in the background so um, we'll just give a a quick wave to uh, uh, Commander Mittens JCB Digger O Negative Duck Duck One and Cybrus who basically it's it's just gone all out mayhem right now at the moment so (laughs) yeah we're we're not singing so long goodbye are we Colin (laughs) no we're not So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's almost like having an orange inserted. I'm gonna see the galaxy. Just 25th of October 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, broadcast live from HIP 22460, the Federation bans one set of Thargoid lovers and supports another. The Empire continues its isolationist policies, and the three murdered talk show hosts are doing rather well, all things considered.
President Hudson has driven the Far God cult out of the Federation after his Secretary of State said it was more likely than not that the Thargoid worshippers would try to disrupt the Federal Navy's anti-Xeno activities, even though there's no evidence whatsoever that they had any intention of doing so. The Order of the Far God is now an official enemy of the state. Federal Hive chapels are empty and their former inhabitants have either fled or awaiting trial with a 10-year jail sentence if they are found guilty of belonging to the newly outlawed organisation. Meanwhile, a member of the opposition Liberal Party is building a megaship to go and make friends with the Thargoids. The Thargoid Advocacy Project, which is supported by Governor Dalton Chase, plans to communicate with the Thargoids and explain that we mean them no harm. And hopefully, once they understand their silly mistake, the Thargoids will stop attacking us. If the megaship tries to make peace with the Thargoids in HIP 22460, they'd better do it very, very quickly. Over in the Empire, Emperor Orissa plans a standalone empire without the need for trade or defence ties with the Federation, Alliance or the independent systems outside Imperial borders. She reckons the Empire will be better protected from the Thargoids if it chooses not to work together with the rest of humanity and isolationist pin-up Hadrian Duval agrees with her. Princess Ashling Duval thinks this Empexit thing is all a bit childish and populist, but who's going to listen to someone who once dated a federal ambassador and who thinks slavery is a bit old-fashioned? Good on you, Empire. We're sure you'll send those Thargoids hacking. We've received news that all three members of the O7 TV crew are safe and well after their ordeal on Thursday. They've all separately reported in as safe, although their whereabouts are currently unclear. The mysterious word left in the studio by their assailant, TFZIRQRL, turns out to be encoded using the Atbash cipher, which uses a reversed alphabet. To decode it, you replace any Zs with As, Ys with B, and so on. So the message is actually the name of the system, Guragio. If you go to that system with a detailed surface scanner and an SRV, you can uncover a creepy story called The Trial. Starting at planet B2C, there are beacons and surface sites, and if you scan the uplinks you can piece together the story, if you dare. If you get to the end, you might find that you want to jump into a canyon, but don't despair. There might just be a paint pack or two as a reward for uncovering the plot. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news in a war zone, so you don't have to. And it would be really nice if Dalton Chase and his megaship for peace movement would hurry up and end the war before we run out of ships.